Welcome to Brose, a show where four dudes sit around a table drinking rosé wine, bullshitting about life. Uh, as you can tell, this is me, Rich Sweeten, uh, not the normal guy to introduce the show. Normally it's Matt, he's very much more charismatic when uh, speaking and just knows how to get points across better than I do. But today, on this recording, we've decided to do something different. Uh, cue the... 80s and 90s music to sitcoms, it's a very special episode, so to speak. Uh, we have had many issues across the nation regarding uh, police brutality and um, racist people that us at Brose, we know that we can, that we support the protests. However, we understand that our voice, the voice of the white male is heard way too much that we felt we needed to get somebody to aid us with a better perspective. So across from me is a special guest. I mentioned him in episode 30.1, my sister's fiance, my future brother-in-law, Stephen Booker. Stephen Booker? Hi, uh, Richie. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. I'm glad to be here discussing and sharing my viewpoints on the situation at hand. I'm very proud of you guys for being the ones to step forward and starting to talk the conversation that needs to be had. Um, I'm basically just here to show my viewpoint. This is my perspective, what I thought. It's not what everybody should be thinking. It's just what I'm going through right now. And I just, I'm just glad to finally be able to put it out there. Great. Thank, thanks for coming on. And I know this is hard. This is actually hard for me. I've actually never done an interview before. And... You're my family. I love you, and I worry about you whenever you leave this house, especially in times like this, that I just, I wanted to uh, aid our listeners who might not have the same views as us to try to get those views, and I feel like this would probably be one of the best ways. That is fair. Uh, and as you know, any listeners of the show, we take questions from the from you, which we will do this most of this session takes questions from episode 30.1, 30.2, and 30.3, uh, just getting the view uh, from of somebody who has a different upbringing than us. Uh, if you would like to submit questions, email brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, before we begin every episode, we drink a wine. As for this episode, I thought to bring out my final bottle of the brose. Roversation. You guys already know what I think about it. What do you think about it, Stephen? It's very good. I've been actually sipping on this for quite some time <laughs> during this whole this whole process. It's actually really good. You hear that, James? It's really good. We can't wait for more. Mm -hmm. uh, so to get started, we discussed for a few weeks prior to recording thirty point one how we were going to tackle these at hand. We we did a special episode for the COVID virus, and we wanted to do a special episode for this. All This all started primarily from the murder at the hands of the police of George Floyd. And I want to get your feelings on this topic. What came of that? How do you feel? Are you enraged? Just tell me what goes through your head when... You see stuff like this happen, and it unfortunately happens way too much. Yes, and for it to become a common sort of occurrence for Americans to have to, well, go through all of this, all Americans. Um, during the incident prior, uh, as soon as the video surfaced, I was, I can say I was disgusted due to the fact of the, just... I'm not, okay, so I'm not against all police. I just want people to know that police are not bad. It's just the world is full of bad people who have issues and they want to just get power and control and feel like they're control and use that as a weapon to make themselves feel better. I feel like people outlet, find jobs in places that they can have some quarter, some sort of, um, just some some sort of pull more than they normally have. Uh, when the video surfaced 
and they showed the cops and what was going on and procedurally wise how they handled it was very poor and i was training to become an emt so i basically knew some of the procedure that was needed to be done and handled and it was mishandled by the so-called emts that showed up uh, they didn't do proper procedure to check the airway and make sure that he was okay they just seemed to just put him on the gurney and and whisk him away into the car knowing that they already knew that he was dead as far as the video it caused people to outrage and that's what we needed the rage the riot minneapolis i'm proud of they got the eye of the world that's what we that's what we needed we needed people to listen and unfortunately only time people want to listen is when it's violence when it's anger, when it's destruction, when it's just lashing out before it becomes just something peaceful. And as the riot started to happen, we had the eye of the world, but then it started to turn to the looting and just the brutality kept happening, even though the cops knew, police knew they were on record, they were still just doing this brutality and it was getting worse. And it was just anger bouncing between anger, between colored society my fellow african americans and anybody who's of minority and some innocent caucasians white people who are getting tossed in because everybody's down to turn this into some kind of like race challenge between each other um sorry hold on it's okay that's why we've got the wine yeah it's actually kind of helping <laughs> But, um, yeah, my biggest fear was that the death of George, for instance, one of your questions was if the video wasn't recorded. If the video wasn't recorded, this would have been a very, this would have never, the the, the riots would have never ended. It got worse. Yeah. There would have been some peaceful protests, I think Camden, um, Philly, Star, other other states, other countries, they protested peacefully. That was beautiful. Um, but um, the rioting, the looting, it got worse if it wasn't recorded because it had just been a word. A cop's word versus a civilian's. And as we all know, it's fortunate cops cover each other's backs. So they would have just wrote whatever they wanted. And this would have been brushed underneath the, the mat, per se. Yeah, exactly. It is it is a rough thing to see that, and to know that if there were no videos, if there were no bystanders seeing this situation go down the way it did, the thought of there might not be this uprising because of it. I, I use the example when we spoke about this question, I believe it was on uh, session 30.1, hmm. I mentioned Breonna Taylor, who, she was murdered in March. Mm-hmm. I did not hear her name until after the murder of George Floyd. Yep. There's no videos, there was no nothing until they had proof of the brutality that the police caused. That's what I'm talking about. Things like the surface always too late. There's things that we miss. That's what kills me. Cuz they like to the media is twisted. It likes to spoon feed us good happy-go-lucky stories or other different tragedies, but not the real not the real tragedies that are going on. Like, for instance, Breonna Taylor, may she rest in peace, her death was one of those swept underneath the, car- one, one of those swept underneath the carpet and left unanswered. Mm-hmm. As the story comes out, it's, it's getting nasty to where now they're saying that uh, they didn't do it, that they didn't do that, that she was dangerous and that they were. Um, they had the right to be there, and as I read more and more and got into it, it just they weren't adding up. No, the, the fact that they have body cams and they they were working a warrant for a different house mm-hmm. and busted into a house and shot eight bullets into her is a travesty. And the fact that that, as far as I can recall, was not in major news until after the murder of George Floyd is heartbreaking to me. 
definitely it's definitely striking nerves on people because this is an injustice that seems to continually go on and eventually if you it broke the camel's back I'm glad people rioted. I'm glad they did what they had to do in Minneapolis and they got the attention that we needed. So we got now we need the voice. Now we need to start speaking and not lashing out in anger and doing all this to cops because people are still attacking any officers they see, whether they're on duty or not. Cops are getting killed in these riots who are just they're good cops. There's there's a really low percentage of bad cops. But they're not being caught. They're not being reined in. They're not being punished. And as far as like police procedure, I don't feel it's being taught well enough to these cops and these off these police officers that we have now. They need to do a little. They need to re. They need to refresh, redo the whole just police justice system on schooling on how they do their procedure and how they carry on about. Because um, right now, the justice for George, the justice to me for George was making sure all those officers went to jail. Mm-hmm. That's justice for me, for for George. That's justice for George. Making sure the people that were responsible for his death are going to jail. They're not going home and saying, hey, uh, I got away with this or joking around. But they got caught. They are getting charged. They're going to jail. They're going to serve what they did. Their names are drugged through the muck. The grime and the muck, they're all going to jail. That's justice that George deserved. His murderers are going to jail. Now, for Brianna, that is the next fight that we need to bring up. And that's the next voice that they should now be shooting. That's the next voice they should be shouting out now, what they're doing now, but starting to investigate that. Because yes. I can see, I've seen uh, what, the uh, show, Joe Exotic, they ended up bringing. The whole charge yeah. up with Carol Baskin back up yeah. I, out of nowhere. I, if you if they can do that, they can definitely do the Beyond Taylor. Yeah, if they can reinvestigate, um, what's her name over the death of her husband, then they can reinvestigate the police officers who shot eight bullets into Brianna Taylor. Uh, which uh, I'm going to go a little off the order with the questions I was going to ask. You were bringing up how you don't feel all cops are bad. And there is an acronym going around, ACAB, ACAB, which means all cops are bastards. And in 30.2, we went into a discussion about it, and some of us feel, although not all cops are bad, if they're not doing anything to change the bad cops, then they're complacent, which ends up them just through proxy becoming bad. This isn't something you believe? No, I don't believe that. I have multiple friends who are either police officer or uh, highway patrolmen. Mm-hmm. I don't believe all cops who are, I don't believe all cops are bad. I don't believe all cops are bastards. There are cops that are bastards who are out there just pulling over anybody of minority status, trying to find anything just to fill that quota for the end of the month, like a speeding ticket or just pull them over for no reason just to see if they can get them for something. They run our plates, they, because I've been a victim of that, where cops just get behind me for no reason, and they just run my plates, and I'm not, I'm obeying the laws, and they just run my plates, and then they just either decide to keep tailing me, or I never seen, I never had a fear of two colors before in my life in my rearview mirror. It shouldn't be something like that. I shouldn't have, like, a near heart attack from looking in the rear view of my window and seeing a Dodge Charger on my tail and then praying that he's not going to run my plates or he's going to turn on his lights and ask me to pull over. And it shouldn't be like that. It's a horrible feeling from my side. I just been count. I've had my multiple, I have everyone had their own little police encounter. Um, some are scarring, some are jarring, uh, Mine, my latest, well, not my latest, my uh, oldest police involvement involved me being out near Manahawkin. Back then, I was a door-to-door salesman for a company. And I know door-to-door is dead because no one 
that that time is over. It's like the the radio start. No, no one, no one answers the door. <laughs> no one answers the door. I mean, like, I don't even answer the door for food. <laughs> I, I wait for them to put it down and then leave before I actually get it. So I'm out there in Manahawkin, and I, in my mind, I, I sad to think to say this, but in my mind, I swear I dressed uh, non-threatening, which is kind of weird for someone to say, but for me, I have to, I have to dress non-threatening, which is khakis and a polo shirt tucked in with a belt. And I had noble bag. I had my company jacket and I had, um, my, um, sign up book and I was closing near the end of my route and I'm on foot. I park out of my area. So I have to walk it. Yeah. I have to walk back to my car. So after when I'm leaving the area, I'm on foot. It's getting a little late. Uh, I would say it's like more, a little bit, not that, it's like, like the wee hour, like the golden hour, where it's like the sun's like down, but not that down. So you can still see outside. And anyway, I'm walking on the side of this cobble rock like um, sidewalk. And I, I remember because I'm walking straight towards the car. I'm, I'm heading. I'm leaving. Um, this car is whizzing by my left side. And then I noticed that one cobble car whizzed by on my left. And he then I, I felt I don't know how I knew, but I felt like he turned because sure enough, I knew he did because. I started hearing like the the crackle of some someone driving up, creeping up behind me in a car, and I didn't know who it could be. And my instinct was to keep walking forwards, don't make any sudden moves, and don't whatever you do, don't reach for your pocket. Keep your hands where they were. So my hands were on my workbook, and my other my right hand was on my side, which was close to my jacket pocket, which freaked me out because I knew if I moved now I was going to be a threat (laughs) and I heard the person get out the car and then I heard the feet but they didn't say nothing they just kept I thought it was someone just coming home but they got closer and then that's when I turned around and I wish I hadn't because when I turned around to my right I swiveled and my hand was so close to my I felt like it was close to my pocket that when I saw I looked the officer in the eye he already had his hand on his holster and I think he he popped the clip to his to his weapon and I put both my hands up and I had my books in my hand and I told him um can I help you and he said yeah we got a call that there was a strange gentleman there was a strange man walking through the neighborhood <laughs> I told him who I, I I don't I didn't in my mind I'm like I I look like I'm doing a job, don't I? I mean, at least I deserve a better approach than how you just came after me. I thought you at least pull up maybe by my side and roll down the window and talk to me or at least announce who you were before you got out the car. Like, excuse me, sir. I'd have turned around and said, fine. But you didn't. I had to turn around. I had to initiate the first move because I felt if you got closer, that's my gap. (laughs) That's my encroached gap. I was terrified. I turned around and I saw his hand. And that's the first thing I looked at. Then look, I saw his eyes. Then I looked at his hand, and there it was: the side stance, one leg back, hand right hand twisted up, and on the holster. And he had the other hand on his left side, and his open palm face down. And I told him who I was. I told him what I was doing. And then he came and asked for my ID. He checked me. I, I was like, "This is this is horrible." I'm just trying to, I'm just doing my job. Like, I never thought that a cop would actually almost draw his weapon on me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I, didn't, I've, I haven't heard that story before. I'm sorry. And, and it, 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 it makes no sense, the fact that I've been pulled over multiple times with a failed registration or an expired registration on my car, and they let me go. But you, you're doing your job walking back to your car. And they're ready, they don't say a single word to you, and they're ready to pull a gun out on you. Which makes you a bigger man than me, because you turn around and say, no, not all cops are bastards. And I see everything going on, and I'm like, well, maybe by proxy they may be, but I'm willing to learn, and I'm willing to see other viewpoints. 
it doesn't matter what you wear. You wear you wear a suit, you can wear the policeman's outfit, you can wear a firefighter's outfit. You're still a person underneath that. And that's what people need to see. It's the individual, not the outfit. Mm-hmm. It's never the, don't blame the outfit. It's like the same thing. If you say all cops are bad, because what you see online and media, what you see, then you're saying the same thing for black people, that all black people are bad. Because there are some black people out there that are bad too. Everybody's bad. They're bad people. Yeah, that's why we see it as not. Don't blame the race. It's that individual alone. Don't say all oh, black people are this. Don't say all oh, cops are that. Don't say all oh, white people are this. Even white people get all oh, Asian people are this. It's none of that. It's just that individual who is the problem, mm-hmm. not the outfit. Don't get me wrong. The outfit needs to be. The outfit alone needs to twerk it, tweak, tweak itself, and work from the inside. And start weeding out those bad people. That's where the good cops and those upstanding cops and officers, young ladies and women, women and men, need to start reporting their suspicious. Even if it's your partner, you just see something weird, you report it so that they can investigate and get them removed before they do something that's damaging to your department, your outfit, because you guys are responsible for each other. Because police are there to protect and serve us. That's what, when we look at police, we just see there's always someone, that's someone that's going to help me regardless. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be afraid to call the police. Or if I see a police officer, I shouldn't be afraid to tell them or be able to talk to them. I shouldn't be afraid. But again, that's the process that we're in right now. That's, yeah. this, that's the steps. That's what we're doing now. That's what this movement's about. It's about trying to prove, it's proving that black lives matter and the black lives do matter. And we're not saying black lives only matter. We're just saying we want our our lives to matter too. Yes, we exactly. Should, unless we have to change our model to black lives matter too so people can understand it fully because it seems like there's a misconception with the title. I'm, I'm sure there's some Karens and Kyles out there that would... Uh, like to see the two add, added to it, but there that's a whole nother discussion we could have. It is true. Um, so one more thing about the police. Uh, we've already seen over the past few days news breaking that states and other governments are government entities are working on defunding the police state and defunding demilitarizing the police. How does this make you feel when you see this news that they're working on a way to cut the the budget of the police and retrain the police similar to something like what happened in Canada, New Jersey over the past five years or so when they completely got rid of the police force made them reapply uh, and then retrained them to where Camden which used to be the deadliest city in the United States has had peaceful protests and I'm not uncomfortable I'm not scared going into Camden anymore because it it's it is becoming a nicer neighborhood. Camden has definitely changed, and I do believe taking the military grade weaponry from police is needed. They do not need to have that kind of hardware to deal with. We're civilians. Mm-hmm. We some are armed, that I get, but there is no need for you to have military grade weaponry and just. More items that you just weapons that you, things that you're not trained to be using daily, especially when tear gas is illegal in the under the Geneva Convention yep. for warfare. Mm-hmm. That's basically like an attack. That's horrible. It is. It is a chemical attack. It's a chemical weapon. It is. Actually, I think I actually read it's not chemical, but it's, I'm not going to get into the specifics. It still will cause you damage to your yes. skin alone, where you might be feeling that for some odd days. Yeah. It won't just be like that temporary scare you off. It's going to hurt and it's going to last. You'll never forget that feeling. No, not at all. It's I I fortunately never felt tear gas, but I think I can probably maybe compare it to if I I'm sure my friend who is military and went through the training, they put him through the gas chamber. Mm-hmm. And if it's something like that and you're using out civilians, that's horrible. That yeah. is, that's military. Military knows how to deal with that, but civilians do not. 
and you're throwing that into crowds that you don't know who or what is in there who might have either a reaction violent reaction to mm-hmm. inhaling that or let's say you threw that into a crowd and there's someone who has asthma and they just suck that in and they can't use that inhaler because their their lungs are tore up yeah. and they can't absorb the medicine that they need to get this is speculation not i yeah. didn't do the science <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> but i'm just saying anybody who has issues and they're just throwing this tear gas into in unknown yeah. circumstances and are just willy-nilly winging it is there's, horrible. There's countless videos out there right now of officers tear-gassing a car with a pregnant woman in it, officers uh, pepper-spraying and tear-gassing crowds with children in them. It is heartbreaking. It hurts. Like I watched a video earlier today, I'm sure you might have heard me watching it, uh, from a YouTube uh, channel called Some More News. Mm-hmm. They had an hour and ten minute long video discussing everything. And they had a montage of at about 47 minutes in of as many clips as they could of police brutality. And a lot of them I was seeing, there was one where a guy was walking his bike across the street and the cops are attacking him. And there, there are some with children being pepper sprayed. And I'm vocally yelling at 10 o'clock in the morning like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, those, that's the thing. Those videos are everywhere now. They're surfacing. Uh, the two uh, people, the man and woman that were pulled out their car in Atlanta, they were tased. Yeah. After repeatedly showing that they weren't a threat, they were tased. And then there was another where a protester was, a female protester was being pretty much handled by a male officer, which I don't think men male off should not be handling female uh protesters at all especially when it comes to now is trying to arrest you need to have female officers but it seems like he accidentally groped her but his outrage was to back off and say hit her and they attacked her with batons until she fell to the ground they took her out by her legs yeah these videos are getting nasty for everybody and then the elderly gentleman who was standing and he was pushed over and his head hit this hit the concrete and he started to bleed out yeah you can see you can see the video is not great quality but you can see the pool of blood pouring out from the back of his head he's a 70 year old gentleman and then you see it's the two police officers that did it they're guilty and then you see the other cops who don't act as first responders that's their job they're trained to be first responders they're on the spot but yet the only thing they did was huddle around the old the older gentleman and seem to just back the two other cops that did it instead of and then and and how how i don't know if you've read this how does it make you feel that from that incident which was in buffalo mm-hmm. those two officers have since been suspended without pay for the moment 75 officers have resigned in protest of their suspension that's what I'm talking about. But they're protesting the fact that they, they were only suspended, that they were suspended at all. I I have to read the full article, but I believe they're protesting the fact that they're Are suspended. Are they protesting the suspension of the two cops, or are they su- protesting that the fact that they only got suspended? I, I believe they're protesting the suspension. I'll double-check the article real quick. Um, and as I am, I'll, I'm going to ask you a quick question about videos since we're on that topic. Uh, we spoke earlier about the George Floyd video, and uh, video like that, and videos showing the brutality of police officers. Um, do you think it's important for viewers to see these videos? I do. As graphic and as damaging as it is, it's needed. Apparently, it, it is definitely needed. People need to see this. Everybody talks about it. Everybody hears a story about it, but no one... No one, no one actually has has, no one has like a lot of proof. This is proof alone that some cops are untrained, that the police are just being abusive, and they're angry as well. They're using their anger and they're lashing out at us, and we're hitting them back. It's a tug of war game that's going on here. It's getting very gruesome and very ugly as the days go by. To the point where now, even as this happened, 
every mund every everyday mundane things I do now, I feel I feel like this nervous chill when I go outside to go do anything. Whether it's going to the store or just going outside to my car. Because we're near a police station, so I we are in I I we do I do live in a high active police area, so I do see police a lot. They do see me. But I again I shouldn't feel this way, but as time's going on I can't help but sway this I can't help but go this way right now. Just because right now, lately, I've been, like, freaking out where, like, if I'm, I could pretty much die any moment mm. if I go outside and it's just doing something simple. And and that's that's not a way to live. No, and I'll, I'll apologize now. I should have done a little bit more research, especially on that Buffalo case. I couldn't find anything substantial that I could quote, so I'm going to actually stop talking about that. Now. I don't want to spread misinformation, so I don't really know the truth. What I read was they resigned in protest of them being suspended because they, they believe they shouldn't have been suspended, but I am not 100% sure. And if somebody wants to correct me on it, please do so, and I'll correct myself on our next recording. Yeah, if anything, that does, us, that does us justice. Cops that believe that that was okay, we don't need them out there. Exactly. So I think that's a, that's a win for us. We don't need cops that believe that what those two other officers did was justified. Yeah. So the fact that they suspended themselves and out of protest, fine, they can do that. We don't need them out on the streets because they'll just go out there and do more harm. They'll think that's okay to just push, push people around and just like shove and and not really talk. He they could have moved him by just speakly talking and to ask him to move. They Absolutely. Didn't have, they didn't have to bum rush him like they did. No, and and you see that even with uh, uh, press that is labeled. Mm-hmm. There lab- there are press people that are labeled press openly known as press and they're being attacked and 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 beaten down and it's the the one thing that drives me nuts is i see people weaponizing the fact that this older gentleman and some of the press they're they're white and that look it happens to white people but they don't realize well maybe you should be angry about this brutality as well brutality in general exactly that's it isn't this is brutality in general please brutalize Anyone, yeah. Brutalize. Brutality happens to anybody. It's not race only. It's is racial profiling that does go down. But if you're not being racially profiled, profiled, then you're going. You're you're dealing with brutalization. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like brutal police brutality needs to be seen, needs to be recorded because apparently their body cams don't work when it's time when they're brutalized when they're when they're when they're um. When they're doing the bad deed, when they're doing the bad deed. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen videos of officers planting, uh, planting evidence before turning on their cams, but their cams are on all the time. It's just when it starts recording is when they hit a button, but it'll record up to a minute before that. So I saw a video of an officer go drop something, turn around, go out to the street, and then press the record button on their cams. We've got these videos. These videos need to become more open to the public, and they can't be hidden. That's evidence that someone, that certain police officers are covering up yeah. the the in, injustice that's being ha- being dashed out right now. Yeah, and and especially with the protests and the riots, where you have the officers taping up their cams, covering up their badges and their badge numbers, so you can't put the complaints in. A coworker of me was talking about this, and we were. I am proud of the. I unfortunately have not been able to attend any of the walks or any protests. Hmm. I'm still working, and you know, I'm still trying to. Since this COVID thing is going down, still trying yes. to bring in the money. Um, I am proud of the people who are walking, marching, speaking up. Um, just civil disobedience. I know it's like a dead stick. Like Martin Luther King did it. Um, Martin Luther King was uh, doing marches and sit-ins, and most people think it's just because he was doing that outside of Malcolm X, who was the one who was pushing the fight, and Black Panthers, and they were um, just being the opposite, kind of like the tug, the the give and give and take. I believe that 
now that we have the eye of the world and we got pretty much the mayor of of DC to paint Black Lives Matter in front of the White House, that now we have this attention. We have the eye. We have speakers that I am that I've heard some of, and I'm proud that we're now we need to start talking, hit every subject, um, start getting into the police about how they proceed, how they proceed, how they proceed with their arraignments and the arrests. Uh, talk about the injustices that they're pretty much pushing on to people of uh, both race and minority, because everybody could be a minority. Yes. It's about, I guess, mostly comes to like a financial minority. Like if you're upper class, higher class. Like if you're rich, you get the skate. If you're famous, you get the skate. Yeah. But if you're not famous, then you're just down here with the rest of us. It's, it's, it's a whole different hierarchy. It's just weird. Um, but, uh... So, speaking of Dr. King, I've seen a lot of people... Uh, it's right here. I've seen a lot of people actually try to weaponize the fact that his protests were peaceful. Have you seen that, and how do you react to that? I personally haven't seen him weaponize it yet. That's the thing, yet. Mm -hmm. That's the scary word, yet. But it's also the truth, yet, that they have to have uh, gone a little bit more. I mean... So, so, for instance, a lot of people are using these riots as a basis of what's going on in the world is bad because you're destroying property. And that Dr. King, his protests were always peaceful. There were no riots or, or he, they were just sit-ins and things like that. So why can't you follow that and not do the protests? Not understand, or not, yeah, not be part of the protests. Not understanding that the riots aren't being started by the protesters. Well, because we have to be honest, his his era was different than when we're in now. Mm -hmm. This is different. Back then, that's all they could do. Literally, that's all they could do without having what Trump says, shoot, shoot. Yeah. Right? They, they couldn't do that back then because they would have been shot. Yes. Now, we won't be, we won't be shot, but... Uh, civil disobedience is is needed. It's showing your anger, you're upset. Mm -hmm. And as far as like property damage, that could be rebuilt as mm -hmm. long as you don't hurt nobody. That yes. could be rebuilt. As far as the looters, that I don't arraign them at all. I hate the fact that there was even looters. I get you're angry, you destroy, but destroying small that was distressing. Destroying small businesses, destroying impoverished neighborhoods out of anger, and then it was all the servicing of like they had white supremacist instigators in the riots just kind of like fueling the fire um, just like the one officer that they well I don't know if it's true but it was that one person that destroyed the auto zone windows if yes. you heard about that he wore all black was he an off duty cop it, it's been alleged that that was an officer mm -hmm. there have been videos of officers destroying police vehicles mm -hmm. to use that as evidence and as a push to be able to brutalize the protesters and those that are out past curfew. And then there are also stories of uh, other white supremacists hiring actors to go cause mayhem. It's, it's, it's nasty. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just everyone's using this rioting as their own agenda. They're trying to push their own agenda. Yeah. It's that's why I said like as soon as as soon as Minneapolis deservingly destroyed their police station and caused all this, that was when we now had the eye of the world. They were like, okay, so now tell us, and then we now speak. But then the rioting started to branch out, mm -hmm. and then it started to get more. That's when all these hearsay stories started happening, where Antifa and white supremacy and all the cops, uh, yes. cops just antagonizing. Uh, starting protests in areas. Then it was like the someone going around setting up bricks in locations for people to use as weapons. It was getting out of control. But the thing was, I felt like as all this was going on, George Floyd's death and everything that happened to him was getting buried by it. 
Mm-hmm. That was my fear because as soon as his death happened and they talked about the cops getting arraigned, then that's when the rioting started happening. And then all this Antifa and then the cops and his story was still being sort of brought up, but it was felt like it was being buried. Yes. But then it resurfaced and then I, I feel the rioting has stopped. I can't say for sure. I haven't checked the news lately. I feel like the rioting has stopped, which I'm glad uh, more walks, more civil disobedience. For instance, the Philadelphia finally got rid of that horrible statue. Oh, man, I'm so happy that statue's gone. <laughs> I, I uh, tell you, if I didn't Rizzo, know the, right? I didn't know the, his name, Frank yes, Rizzo. Frank, yeah. I didn't know much about Rizzo at all until I saw the until I read up on him. I didn't know about that yeah, statue with he, Rizzo. He was, uh, for those of you who don't know, he was the cause for stop and frisk in Philadelphia. And he was mayor for a while, and there, there's, there's a statue of him over in City Hall that shouldn't not be... Anymore. Not anymore. Not well, anymore. Well, we'll see. They might just be holding it for safekeeping. Hopefully they have it destroyed, or, or in a dump. They destroyed um, it. Um, just like the other... Um, I can't say it. I don't know if it's Bristol? Bestel? It's probably Bristol. Is it? They tore down their own statue. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of Confederate statues being taken down and right now. And now the Robert E. Lee one is under mm-hmm. attack. Now it's going down. Yes. And that was being protected heavily yeah. by the... But now and, that's going down. And they've even now, the Marine Corps has banned the use of the Confederate flag on all bases. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. The fact that that wasn't banned already, yes. that you were allowed to fly a racist flag of a failed nation on our U.S. Marine Corps base wasn't already banned that it had that we had to go through this this revolution for them to be like all right well let's ban that flag it's only a start it's but the thing yeah. is i'm glad that all this change is now happening yes the statues being taken down the military is now changing their their the rules um it's just getting it's getting it's getting there we're not mm-hmm. there yet it's going to be a long it's going to be a long trip it's gonna be a long journey for us to come back from this. Um, is to, but people are starting to heal. Yeah, starting to. But as far as like, um, then the, the hot topic is like dealing with the police and how we're gonna deal with them. That's later down the line. Don't know what we're gonna do yet. But sorry, excuse me. Um, we're getting there. Um, I feel it won't be too long. It's sad it took this. I mean, everybody was doing this social distance. Then when this happened, everybody broke it and got together. No one was privileged. And that thing kept people, and COVID-19 kept people apart. Mm. But as soon as this happened, people got together. Yeah, and that's, it's, I, I see people also trying to weaponize the fact that we argued against the closing protests, but we're out there protesting this. And it's, well, we understand that this is a bigger cause. Oh, yeah. Like, we, I, I, if I'm, I don't want to go out in the public right now. You live with me. You see how I live right now during the COVID world. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be out in these protests. I have, I'm unemployed and I donated to causes to aid in these protests because that's, that's what I can do. And it's... And that's all we can ask. Yeah, and it's it's the fact that trying to get back to my... my I lost my train of thought, but it's just... It's, it's the... Yeah, it's the fact that people are trying to weaponize so many opposing views of theirs to be against this cause. It, it, it's, it's frustrating. And uh, there, there was a trend that a lot of people are, are with that... I heard you speak uh, with my sister about that. I want to ask. I want you to talk about it, and it was the Blackout Tuesday. Ah, when they made everybody's picture. When everybody made their picture a dark square. Yes, and I I want to hear. For those of you who weren't really aware what Blackout Tuesday was, it was to basically have a social media blackout for the day to show your solidarity, but also to not use. The hashtag Black Lives Matter or hashtag BLM and use hashtag Blackout Tuesday so that the 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 movement could use those other hashtags to spread information that needed to be spread. What are your thoughts on Blackout Tuesday? I remember you having something that I really that I heard you say that I really like. I liked what you were saying. I'll try to see if I can bring it back up and probably, but 
I don't like that they're making our. I didn't like that they tried. I mean, that's not my cup of tea. I didn't like that they're trying to make the struggle a trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. Perf- I didn't. Not saying I'm not. A, I'm against the Black Lives Movement, but I wasn't for changing my profile to a black, just the black picture, and typing hashtag Blackout Tuesday and getting the likes and the shares and the mm-hmm. and just no. That's not what. Yeah. That's not. That's not what was. That was. That wasn't my cup of tea. I mean, it's just more of a. Since I am a millennial, that's a millennial thing to do. That's our. This is our outlet. Internet is our, our voice. This is this is how we get information. This is how we get information. How we give information. How we get our how we get our words out. Yeah, is what we use. For me, it wasn't my cup of tea. Me personally, it wasn't. It wasn't for me. There's some ways I like. I will show support. I donate. I would like to go to one of the meetings like they have one of the protests yeah. and just hear and listen. And participate. I would like to do that, but I'm just not the uh, hashtag blackout. Just like they have this new one coming out in July called something the seventh. I forgot. Uh, it's July seventeenth, yeah. and it's don't buy anything, don't spend like, any money. Dude. I don't remember what the hashtag is, but it, I, I I like that. You you're not a hashtag warrior. I'm not a hashtag warrior. I'm not. And that and, guy. and what you said is, I believe the way she said it to me that you said to her. Was your life isn't a trend? Yeah, the struggle and is not a trend. The struggle is not a we trend. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be making this. And then I've seen it, and what I saw was that people and some people put, and I'm sad to say, that some people I knew put up their profile pictures of them with black people. Yeah, I was. That's what. That's what tossed me to the side. I. I actually, when the movement got as big as it's getting, and I was trying to do whatever I could to show my support. I was trying to figure out, like, should I change my fro- profile picture? What should I do? Because my profile picture was me standing next to two llamas looking goofy and silly. Mm. And I'm like, That's you. times are a little too rough that I, I hate to admit it. My first response was to change to a picture of me and my friends who did have an African-American friend in that picture. And I was like, no, I can't do that. That is not... That's not what you want to do. That's not what that's about. No. In- instead, I changed my picture to me looking all like angry and Italian in a suit. And I have a Black Lives Matter logo around it and everything. But I, I changed it to something more serious because that's what's needed right now. We need serious. See, the thing is, it's tough for my people of my same color and minorities. But I feel like it's tough for Caucasians and white people yourselves due to the fact that now it feels like whenever this is brought up, like, you have to feel like you have to pander or, like, say mm-hmm. yes, yes, or agree, and maybe you have a different opposition, but if you voice it, it'll sound like it's if you're against black people and Black Lives Matter, which is horrible. It's kind of like a horror. it's like an in-between. It's the fact that I know you can't relate, but you can understand. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what I want my, if you have black friends, listen, understand, don't try and relate. Just understand and let them know that you're going that you're there for them no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's not about trying to like, oh yeah, I get it or like something like that. Like no, you don't get it. Yeah. Because you have never experienced it, you don't know what this goes through. But you just say you understand it. I understand. Yeah. I can't relate, but I can understand yeah. where you're coming from and I see it. Yeah. Then yeah, I understand. But that's what we need. We don't need people changing their pictures to just a black square. Some people change it to uh, them with their black friends. I saw one. She changed it to just her white in the middle with all black friends around. It was nonsense. And then I saw another one. He just had all his all black and he was white. I was like, this is ridiculous. And then some people still put Black Lives Matter in the trend no matter yeah. what. So uh, I was like, they're looking for likes. These are people that are looking for that. Oh, I'm, I'm about it. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm here. I'm like no. Yeah, there, there, there's those out there that are making a not really a mockery of the movement, but they're looking at the movement and saying, "I can do this for the likes," and they're gonna have their picture up for a day or two, and this new picture with these logos for a few days, and then it's gonna go down, and they're not gonna do anything else for it, and, and it, that is wrong. It's, it's not how you should do this. You as like just because we had Blackout Tuesday doesn't mean you should stop. This cause is ever growing. Mm-hmm. And we need to continue to push for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on a little bit of a lighter note, mm-hmm. this is still 
an enter- entertainment podcast. It's still. So we we do have we've got a, a couple more minutes. We can we can try to stretch. We don't need we don't have any specific amount of time. But I have do one. I have one more question from these episodes that I want to hear your viewpoint on, and then I have two silly questions that I just want to ask you, just to. Lighten the mood. Rela- lighten the mood, because it is, uh, what is it, almost 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night that we're recording this. You're probably going to go play Final Fantasy fourteen when we're done. Yeah, I know, right? So, <laughs> want to lighten the mood before you uh, go back to your normal day. So, the the slight, the lighter question, but still rough, is, um, it was submitted by uh, listener John Tersich, and he asked, uh, what do companies have to do to prove that they're not being performative regarding... The, uh, the civil rights, LGBT, and, and uh, Black Lives Matter. For instance, uh, Lego donated $4 million and pledged not to promote any more of their police-related sets. Uh, a lot of places did Blackout Tuesday. Uh, and then there's, like, the gay pride images uh, every year. But, like, nothing... What do you think corporations need to do to show that they're in support of these movements? Uh, like you said, donate. Mm-hmm. Put that money towards the movement um where the damage is where the hurt where the pain and suffering is those like uh for instance put the money in where those small communities and those impoverished communities that were attacked and looted and rioted against they can rebuild and get back up and running because as we know covid shut down businesses in a lot of areas so the fact that you're let's say you're your business is closed because of COVID and then someone comes and trashes it. You're not, you haven't made money for God knows how, for as long as this has been going on. And now your shop or whatever has been destroyed. Yeah. So now you're more in the hole than you were supposed to be. And you still have that loan that you took from, and some have that loan that they took from the government to pay, to keep their businesses going. They just got destroyed. So now they got to pay that back. And there's, see, that's where, this is where the people that the one percenters, this is where they come in to handy. This is where they come in mm-hmm. uh, donating and putting funds into rebuilding the communities that were hurt and destroyed by the rioting and the looting mm-hmm. target. Walmart closed its doors, which yeah. is the weirdest thing that ever well, happened. Our Walmart, we, uh, we live in Belmar, as you got, as most of the listeners know, uh, we live by Audubon, New Jersey, which is within 20 miles of Philly. Mm-hmm. And apparently all Walmarts within 20 miles of a riot zone close at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. It's, in, it's incredible. Like, they just shut those down. Like, But yeah, uh, the 1% of the celebrities, the one who have all that the money that they're sitting on. For instance, the one who came up with the don't buy something was a rich person. Yeah. Was a, was a celebrity who came up with that. And I'm like, well, but I'm not. I have to buy. Yeah, why not? Instead of don't buy something, why don't you use your one percent or money to donate to all of these causes? Which we have so many causes over session thirty point one, two, and three that we plug: the Philly Bow Fund, uh, Justice for George Floyd, mm-hmm. GoFundMe. Uh, there was a Breonna Taylor uh, GoFundMe as well that we we plug all of these. Look into them. Donate what you can if not just share it with everyone you know on facebook these are causes that are that need the money yeah these are causes that need money and these bigger corporations like nike and things like that that are trying to show solidarity with the movement donate. put your put your money where your mouth is yeah. and actually donate actually donate yeah. get the get the company communities that have been damaged back up to normal health that's what needs to happen yeah and as far as like the, yeah, I'm sorry to go back, but we got Brianna and then we have George. But as far as like the Ahmad case, mm-hmm. I I personally don't see how that ties to the police brutality. This was a civilian who did this. These were two. These were three civilians that did this. Okay. They tracked down this this gentleman who was doing his jog, and they automatically assumed that he was the one that was robbing. Mm-hmm. around the neighborhood yeah. and they took matters in their own hands but they're yeah. in jail they're all and, gone. and that's that and that that's like you you look at these these three gentlemen who attacked someone who was just out for a run they're arrested right away but then you look at all these police officers mm-hmm. who are brutalizing and walking mm-hmm. away yeah, scot-free because they got 
their backs get covered. They get away with it. Yeah. Uh, do you have any anything else? Because now we're going to go into just like one or two, maybe three silly questions. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, about the Black Lives Movement, about the protests and George Floyd, uh, anything you, that bring that helps helps you feel better about all of this for instance have you seen the video of george floyd's daughter saying my daddy changed the world i've seen that seen his brother i've seen his brother talk mm-hmm. seen his daughter talk i would like to say to wrap my part up about this um sorry feeling better about it i don't think i ever will mm-hmm. um as far as i am so excited i am overjoyed the fact that the police officers are all charged with his death that to me that's justice for george there's still justice there's still injustice but for george for his fight to get the cops that killed him guilty that is justice Mm -hmm. now we need to get the cops responsible for brianna taylor those are the next ones and then we just go down this whole list of bringing all, since we can bring up the old cases, we bring them all back up, and that starts the wave of investigation into every single case that did not go through. Yeah, in the, in, in the uh, episode of Some More News that I plugged earlier in this uh, in this recording, he, within like the five, six minute mark, he just throws a list of about 10 to 20 unarmed African American civilians that were killed by the police. And it's, you know, we've got George, we've got the Justice for George, and we have to go down the list, like you said. And it just, it just the fact that... It's just horroring to say list. Yeah, the fact, and that list is not even three years old. Like, I think the oldest death in that list was three to four years old. The list isn't even full adults. There are some that were yeah. just children. Children. and There was one that was just a child playing with a toy gun, and yeah. they fired at him. It's though and that one hasn't been brought up. Yeah. The Zimmer one still the Zimmer one still hurts. Yeah. That one still hurts. Uh, there's so many names. I wish I could say them all. I would feel embarrassed if I tried. But there were so many, even ones I wasn't even aware of. Mm-hmm. And they were just and the thing was they were ended over such a silly, silly fucking yeah. just such a silly thing. So it was unneeded. Garner choked out by police in a chokehold for just selling cigarettes. Yeah. George for a bounce check. It's allegedly allegedly, allegedly, allegedly using a uh, a fake twenty dollar bill. Yeah, fake twenty dollar. That. <laughs> Biana, wrong place. Oh no, right place. Police, wrong place. Yes. Uh, there, there was another uh, a young woman. She was with her, I believe, her nephew. This is about a yeah, year and a half ago house. in her house, and they shot through the window and playing, killed her. Playing video games, yeah. And they had the video cam, body cam of it, and he introduced himself. Not four seconds later, did he open fire on the woman inside and, her house? And he was outside the house. And he was outside the house. He went to the window. Yeah, that's what's it's, terrifying. That's terrifying mm-hmm. to me is the fact that I could be in like this living room and have a controller in my hand. You don't think it's a gun. And he'll fire, he'll yell police, and I'll look, and I'll be startled, and he'll think I'm grabbing a gun when it's just a fucking, it was just a PS4 controller in my yeah. hand, and he'll, and I'll die. Yeah. That's terrifying. To, that's is. so terrifying to think that I, that your life could end so suddenly over something so meaningless. Because you didn't hear a guy yelling through your, your front window. To raise your hands. Yeah, see, that's what that's what that's, got people angry. That's yeah. what needs to be brought up. That I'm glad finally that this movement has gone this far, and that it's still going. It it should have been going since Zimmerman. I wish it was going since uh, Zimmerman. I wish it was going on since uh, Philip. I wish it was more, but this i guess this was it this is the final this was the final straw enough is enough yeah and i'm glad enough is enough yeah so i'm glad we're moving forward with this i support the movement i love to try and make one of the movements um one of the meetings just to hear another voice mm-hmm. and yeah and other people's voice not just only minority like to hear caucasian opinions too cuz they have you have a say you have a voice too. Yeah. This is about 
us coming together. It's not yeah. separating. This is not like it's only black people shoot supposed to speak up. No, you yeah. can speak to and how you feel and yeah. how you what you think is going on and what you should what should change. Yeah, that's and, valid. And the reason we're doing this is because we, we did speak. We did express what we thought needed to be changed. We have three episodes on it, and I hate that we're reducing you to an hour or so. But it's giving a new perspective that we haven't had on the show before that we felt we needed. Whether it's an hour only or 15 minutes, the fact that I finally got a chance to speak Mm -hmm. is good for me. And I'm, I'm... Thank you for doing this. I know this wasn't easy... Oh no, it's, it's, it's fairly easy. I mean, it's good for you. <laughs> oh, you, you <laughs> could for you. You could tell. I'm sure you could tell every time I ask you, it wasn't easy for me to ask. It's fair. Like, this is this is. It's fair. It's, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to be like just lash them out and be not having a feeling towards it. It's good you feel that mm-hmm. way. It's not bad. It's not yeah. good. But it's not bad. Just like same. I'm Latin talking. We're just we're doing something. That's yes. the thing. It's all about doing something. We could be sitting our asses and watching other people talk and didn't have yeah. our own opinions but never voice them. But the fact that now I got to speak made me feel a little bit better. And maybe I can, you know, start starting more red tables as such with other people and seeing where we're going. So just to end on a lighter note, uh, I have uh, three silly questions for you. One of them was a really hot button because uh, some people had really bad takes on fruit, so I'm going to ask you that first. Um, what's your least favorite fruit? Grapefruit. Grapefruit? I think it's horrible. I agree. No one likes grapefruit. No one likes grapefruit. Um, Even though it's healthy for you. Yeah. Some, the, some of the guys are saying honeydew and cantaloupe. Cantaloupe's good. Honeydew, honeydew's the green one, right? Honeydew is a green one. Cantaloupe yeah. is green, the orange The green one's all right. It's not perfect, but <laughs> I mean, I'll rather do that than someone chop up yeah. a grapefruit and slice me that and think I'm gonna freaking eat that. I think they all forgot about grapefruit. Yeah, I think everybody forgot because no one because no one eats that crap anymore. Even exactly. That's what, that was mostly a breakfast. Someone sliced half of a grapefruit, and give you a spoon. You're supposed to eat that junk. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so question number two. This was submitted by Charlie Brem. I loved this question. His questions are always hilarious. Um, if you woke up tomorrow as a seagull, what is the first snack you would steal from a child? And how would you ideally accomplish this heist? Any snack? If you were a seagull, so on the beach, what is your, what is your go-to, I'm going to steal that from a kid snack? Well, for me, my favorite snack would be the Cheeto Puffs. So, anybody, any kid that has (laughs) Cheeto Puffs is going down. I'm... I'm circling until I see that one, until he finished the one he's chewing, and that's when I swoop in, because that's the time he's pulling out the second one, and it'd be too late, and I'd probably drop a dupe right there onto the head as I grab it, and then book off as the parents try to swap me away. And most of us said, said, I said I would try to steal a full funnel cake, knowing... Yeah. Knowing that I wasn't yeah. going to take the whole thing, but just to ruin the kid's life by taking some of it and the rest of it dropping on the ground. You're not going to get any of that because the kid's going to drop it by the time you even get it. <laughs> exactly. At least the kid doesn't get it. And, the and they walk away and all my, me and my other seagull friends go and grab the rest of it. You can ask your sister. She'll just drop it. <laughs> She's scared of birds. <laughs> she is. That's uh, one thing her and Sean have in common is they are both scared of birds. Scared of birds. Uh, the final question was the... Uh, 2018 2019 runner-up to question of the year and that was primarily because of the responses and i don't i don't expect to get a response as, as ridiculous as we did then uh is if you could get a full life-size back tattoo Ooh. what muppet would it be uh muppet damn well gotta be animal on the drums there we go Animal on the drums. Animal on the drums. I don't see no one else. We, I, I think. Well, I'm. If you want to hear that, that is aired twice on our best of episode as well as on the initial episode. I do not remember the number, but it is. Just look up our best of episode, and you'll hear our responses to that. <laughs> so again, Stephen, 
Kwame, whatever you want me to call you. Steven's fine. It's, it's weird calling you Steven because I always call you Kwame. Yeah, a lot of people get that mixed up. <laughs> uh, mostly, I think what my friends around the corner, they knew me as Kwame growing up. And then when we finally got into high school together, senior year for me, uh, junior for him, we finally had our math class together and the teacher said Stephen Booker. And I said, here, and he snapped. He didn't know who I was. Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing this. Again, I love you. I always worry when you go to work, especially right now during these times. And I want you to be safe. And I want you to take care of that new kitty that you got, and I guess my sister, too. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so... If anybody wanted to see anything you were to post on social medias, where would they find you? Uh, mostly you can find me on... I don't handle Twitter that well. Mostly... Oh, man. <laughs> I, I kind of don't want to say... Alright, so you can find me on my IG handle, but I don't like saying it, but kind of stereotypical so that's why you don't have to plug it if you don't want to yeah i kind of want to right. say it's kind of stereotypical uh you can find myself at b underscore one on twitter and you can find the show at brose underscore podcast you can also find us on facebook at facebook.com slash brose podcast uh you can follow the other guys on the show who weren't here today for this interview uh it's uh hey it's sob for sean at M. Casnell for Matt, and at Tim R. Hansen for Tim, or is it, is it Tim R. Hansen? I believe so. <laughs> I can't remember. He's changed it a few times. Um, Matt also has a show, the uh, uh, Keystone Coast to Coast, where they talk about sports. There's no sports going on, so I don't really know what to plug, but they talk about some sports stuff. I also have PodQuest. Uh, I'm not going to go too far into plugging that, because this was... More about it being a very special episode. I just wanted to get through the outros. Again, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brose, for starting the talk. Mm-hmm. And, and it only takes a lot of courage to start this kind of talk. So I thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, for me, for Steven, for Matt, Sean, Tim, and the entire Action Moose team. This is where you move like a cow, like, Thank you, and remember to be smart about being stupid.